Hey guys, welcome to Two Bookworms. One podcast. The book club podcast where two best friends talk about books. I'm Cameron. And I'm Lacey. And we are live in person with each other. Not you, but with each other. (laughs) Finally. And it's, yeah, it's been like, um, two, two months. Has it? Yeah, I think it's been like Probably. It's, um, well, we had a lot of rain and then we Mm -hmm. we had stuff going on and. So it's nice. Um, I'm over at Lacey's, and she taught me how to garden today. Yeah, a little we, bit, little snippets. We picked some green beans. Yes. Tomatoes. Uh huh. What else? That was it for now. Okay. I've got to deal with we my checked, carrots. Yeah, we tried to ch- pull some carrots, but there's some ant situation. Ooh, that sucked. I'll but it was fun. Um, I'll get them. I'm going to have to post some pictures of the stuff we pulled. Yeah. We pulled two different kinds of tomatoes. We pulled the grape tomatoes, and then we pulled the big green tomatoes. Yeah, those are called Arkansas Travelers. Oh, okay. They get really big. The green one? Mm-hmm. Like how big? Like maybe about this big. Oh, that's how so big they got she's making year. the size of like a cantaloupe. Yeah. That's that is huge. Yeah. And they're good? Yeah, they're really good. We pick them when they're green because they make the best fried green tomatoes. So, like, what do you eat with fried green tomatoes? Fried green tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> like, can you put them on stuff? Or? Yeah. I mean, I've seen them on burgers before, but oh. I don't think I've really seen them on much else. Okay. I just kind of dip mine in ranch and go at it. Mm, so, like, do you bread them? Yeah. Ooh, that sounds in, good. In fact, we usually use a cornmeal breading, but I think last year we had so many that I tried that mock Chick-fil-A breading, mm-hmm. and it was so good. There's a mock Chick-fil-A breading? Yes. Like, you made it, or? Yes. Huh. Yes. What's it made out of? Pickle juice, flour, a bunch hmm. of other things. Interesting. It's Did you plant any eggplants, or that's Yes, fall? that's, no, that's that very first, um little square down there mm-hmm. that had like all the little short plants with the purple flowers those are eggplants Ooh. what are those gonna be ready mm, they should be soon it's exciting there's not any on it yet but they grow really fast cool she had a gourd but something had gotten into it yeah so she chunked it and then it like exploded <laughs> it was awesome we don't we don't like to use many pesticides but when we do everything will be gone so does the rain make the pest worse yes oh yeah that sucks because uh, we got nothing but rain. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's actually my suck for the week. Rain, rain. It, yeah, it's raining again. Um, we're in the Noah's Ark stage of Texas <laughs> weather for the year. Um, We've almost gathered up our animals. <laughs> yeah. We um, weren't sure that we were going to be able to do that. Like, we had already planned to do this tonight. Mm-hmm. But then we got some pretty severe storms this morning. Yeah, it just flooded all of a sudden for yes. like, what, an hour? Yes. And then we, it was supposed to start again at 5, and we had planned to meet at, like, 4.35. And then it just cleared up, and I was like, all right, well, it looks clear, so I'm going to go ahead and come over. So Lacey made some bomb shredded chicken tacos yeah. that were so good. So I'm glad the rain stayed away. What's your suck for the week? My suck for the week is all of the side effects <laughs> I had over the weekend from getting the second Dose oh yeah, you got your second dose of Friday. vaccine. Yeah, I'm talking like I felt like I'd been hit in the head with a baseball bat all weekend. Oh, like I wanted to scratch my arm off. Did my, you have a fever? Yeah, I had a mm. fever. I had chills. I had muscle aches. I my arm was really itchy. The injection site was really swollen and hard. That's and crazy. It was rough. But aren't you glad you got it now? Yeah, you're like 
Yeah. It's like a big relief. And then it's also like hard to believe that you're like inoculated. You know what I mean? Yeah. I still wear my mask though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What's your sweet for the week? We get to do this live. Yeah. It's, we were talking about doing it on Skype and I was like, Lazy, I haven't seen you forever. Like, I miss you. Like, I miss talking to you. I want to hang out with you. So we remember what you look like. We really needed to make this happen. So that's a good sweet. Um, Anything else did happen to you this week? Oh, I finally got my little white old deer head from the artist I ordered from. Yeah, it's sitting over here on top of her bookshelf. It's very pretty. I've got to hang it, but I think it'll look perfect where it's at. So the head part, the skull part's painted? Yeah, it's painted and then there's crystals on it. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Does it have a little thing on the back to hang in? Yeah, it's got a wire. So cool. I'm just going to plant him right up on the wall where he's at. Perfect. She has a little uh, empty skull vodka bottle that we drank in Oklahoma yeah. in our cabin. <laughs> that was actually really good vodka. I don't yeah. like vodka. No, I don't that either. And that was good vodka. I need to start buying more of it. Mix. What did you mix it with? Cranberry, Cranberry. juice. It was. I yeah. really enjoyed it. Well, my, I have a couple sweets. Um, so I hit my reading goal last week for the year. <laughs> um, we're only halfway through. We're only halfway through. Um, so my reading goal is 45. I went up five from last year. And, you know, I wanted to be, like, realistic with the school and everything. But here it is. I guess I got to set it higher next year because I'll probably read 100 books this year if I keep going at this rate. We'll see. Um, also, I went to the movies Friday night. Did you? What'd you see? The first time in like fifteen months. What'd you see? We saw The Conjuring. Was it good? Okay. Uh, it was very good, and I enjoyed it. However, it's not a big scary like the other. Yeah, one. no, it's not supposed to be. It has a lot more story to it. Yeah. And the story, I did not, I cannot believe I have never heard of this because I love true crime. So it focuses on the story of Ernie Johnson. I think is his last name. And it's his trial because he killed someone while he was possessed. Mm -hmm. So this follows the first time in the United States someone used a defense of I was possessed when I did this. (laughs) So it's fascinating. Um, When I looked up the real trial, it's vastly different. Very disappointing. The movie makes it much more interesting than it actually was because basically in real life, the judge threw that out and was like, no, we're not doing that. So was he, Ed and Lorraine still involved though? Ed and Lorraine were still, they were trying to prove, they that basically were trying to get all this evidence to show, but the judge threw it out immediately. But um, Ed's argument was, because his lawyer, Arnie's lawyer was like, there's no, like, they've done it in the UK twice at this point. Mm-hmm. She's like, it's never been done in the US. And he's like, you know, Y'all bring God into the courtroom every time you make someone swear on the Bible to tell the whole truth and but nothing you can't but think the, the truth. devil. It, that was his point, and I'm like, damn, that's a very good point, Ed Warren. So in real life, the judge threw it out, and they pleaded self defense. He only got five years for manslaughter, and he stabbed this man to death. So I would say that that's the defense, a win. That's but a win. the jury was ordered: do not consider any of the demonic possession stuff. Like that cannot be a factor How in your you decision. Not? But, yeah, how could you not? Especially, I'm sure people were probably aware of who Ed and Lorraine Warren were. Maybe. And the fact that they were involved. I don't know that they got so big until a little later on, because I didn't know who they were. Until well, at like, this point, 
this was already past Amityville. And this was New England. So, I mean, they had, I'm sure there were whispers of who they were. But the movie's good. The movie's really good. I enjoyed it. Um, Being back at the movies was so surreal. Like, I missed it. I love going to the movies. Mm -hmm. And they, um, they space everyone out. So, you have to buy your tickets in advance. And then when you, it's assigned seating. So when you buy them, however many people are in your party, they block off the seats, like on either side of Ooh. you. Yes. And then when we were leaving, this guy was coming in with this big, like machine gun looking thing, but it was Clorox. <laughs> and he was just spraying down everything. So they're, they're doing it right. Good. Yeah. It was fun. I, I should go. I should go. Cause you I think I'm going to enjoy that. I don't like sitting right next to people, which is why I, I started either. going to the drive-in. I don't like going but either. I can't justify paying the price and travel for that one far movie. for one movie. Yeah, because we used to do it for two. I can't believe they're still not. Well, there's not a lot of movies out. Right, is the problem for them to do. It and they're the still feature. a limited snack bar, so eventually I think we'll get back to where they yeah. were. But it was I, fun. Yeah, because they closed off the bathrooms too. I can't go out there and not pee. Yeah, so the drive-in movie that Lacey's talking about that we go to is like an hour from her house. Mm-hmm. Her house is like thirty minutes from my house. Yeah, so we can't go all the way out there and not be able to pee because you know you're taking some shit in with you. Mm. to eat mm-hmm. and their food's actually really good like mm-hmm. I really they have burgers and, and burgers are good burgers are like two dollars yeah. and the hot dogs are like a dollar and corny dogs are like a dollar and it's like fun to fill up so I can't wait till that's back to normal it's probably gonna be too hot we'll have to wait for fall yeah but fall's gonna be good because they'll have all the scary mm-hmm. movies maybe because mm-hmm. they haven't been filming much have they well there was actually a bunch of previews and I was like damn there's good. they must have been filming during this because there's some good shit coming out Maybe it's not so much romantic comedies or something. You know, there's this one movie, put, you know, scary movie that I think you would really like coming mm-hmm. out, but I can't remember the name of it. Mm-hmm. But it's by the director that did Baby Driver. Ooh, I liked Baby Driver, and too. it I did too. And I was like, damn, that looks really good. So movies was fun. We should go. Um, yeah. Conjuring was good. After we bought our tickets, we realized it came out on HBO Max the same day, oh. so we could have fucking watch it for free. Dang. Do you have HBO Max? No, but my cousin does, so I can log in to her. So you it. can watch it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Steve's like, it's fine. We're paying for the experience. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, we haven't been in the movie in forever. Just seen Spiral. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I don't think that one, this one doesn't have very, the one we went to doesn't have very many theaters, and I don't think it was playing. Probably not. And it's we go to this one because um, our normal theater, the Alamo Draft House, they're not opening until like July, the end of July. So we had to go to this other theater, and they have really nice, like, recliners. Mm-hmm. So that's Ooh, why we went to that yeah. one. But it was fun. Fun time. So. Um, let me see if I have any other corrections or anything we need to go over. William? Yeah, I know. Let me see if William sent me anything. Um, no, but he said he really enjoyed the Dear David story last week. Nice. I haven't heard from anyone else if they liked it, but he was like, it was really creeping me out. It was really creepy. I sent him the pictures I sent Mm -hmm. you with the head, and he was like, shit. (laughs) It took me a minute to see it, but when I saw it, I was like, oh. The dented head. Yeah. (laughs) So he asked, he was like, do you think it's a deep fake? And I was like, when I first was like invested, I was worried for this man. But then when I found out he got a movie deal. Yeah. I was like, I Mm. think he created probably for attention, which is cool. I mean, it was a good story, but like. Don't piss on my leg and tell me it's raining. You know what I'm saying? Damn. Well. You could have said I became a movie director. Yes. Yes, exactly. Well, I'm excited for this week's episode because we are talking about A Court of Thorns and Roses Mm -hmm. by Sarah J. Moss. Yeah. This was Lacey's pick. Mm -hmm. 
We both wanted to read it. Let's be honest. I was dying to read it. Yeah. She was dying to it read it. It had been on my stack of TBR. Yes. It's been all over Bookstagram. Um, apparently, this series, it sold over a million copies. And it's still, like, selling out because it yes. was so hard to find the sequels this weekend. Yeah. I wouldn't look. We weren't even finished with the first one, and we were, like, searching everywhere for the sequels. Yeah. So, I think it's safe to say we both really enjoyed it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's still hard to get a copy of um your copy is beautiful my copy is a kindle copy so i don't get to see all this wait until the rest of them come in because you saw all the last one yeah but wait till the rest i actually got the last one so i have them all um i get uh like kindle emails and they had a deal one weekend where it was like so the fourth one is kind of like a novella so it's like a 3.1 and then that a Court of Silver Flames is technically the fourth one. Yeah. So I got the first three and the novella all for two ninety nine one weekend on Kindle. That's not bad. And I actually bought it a while ago. And, you know, whenever stuff goes on sale, I'll buy it and then I freaking forget about it. <laughs> so I knew this was on there. So when you were trying to pick a book and you had already ordered this because you wanted to read it, I was like, hey, you should read that. So I was trying to find the fifth one and it did take me a little bit to track yeah. it down. Or the fourth one, however you want to look at that. That was the first one I found, and it was the last copy in the store. And I was like, snap. Girl, when I pulled that thing out the box and saw how freaking big it was, yeah. I was like, oh, It's going to take shit. me a while. Maybe two it's weeks. It's 800 pages, yeah. dude. It's going to take me two weeks. Because this took me a solid week of like reading, but oh my it went fast. And yeah, this one was like, what? 400. 400 pages. The yeah. next one, I think, is 600. And then the next one's 700. And then the novella's two, like 260. The other bad thing is on the Kindle, when I brought them all together, it's all on one file. Um, so I can't tell which book where is it which. ends. Yes. So when I'm reading it, it still says I'm only 6% in. And I'm like, God, how long is this book? <laughs> and then I had to remind myself that there's four of them on there. So then I got to the end and I was like, that's the end? So I know. We really liked it. Um, do you want to give them a quick synopsis while I pull up the questions? Or just read the back of it. Um, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Because, okay. So, I had a lot of problems with some of these names. It's okay. We'll just like out. two individuals. We'll work it out. Let the rest. Guess. One of them's Rizand. Yeah. And I think this is Farah, right? Farah. It Feyre. actually gives you a pronunciation. That's and what I wrote I, it down. That's what I was trying to. Farah. Yeah. Okay. I knew I was close then. Okay. So, when 19-year-old Huntress Farah kills a wolf in the woods, a terrifying creature arrives to demand retribution. Dragged to a treacherous magical land she knows about only from legends, Farah, Farah, yeah. Farah, dang it. Okay, I'll get this eventually. Sorry, guys. Farah discovers that her captor <laughs> is not truly a beast, but one of the lethal immortal fairies who once ruled her world. At least he's not a beast all the time. As she adapts to her new home, her feelings for the fairy Tamlin transform from icy hostility into a fiery passion that burns through every lie <laughs> she's been told about the beautiful, dangerous world of the Fae. But something is not right in the fairy lands. An ancient wicked shadow is growing, and Feyre there you go, you got must it. find a way <laughs> to stop it or doom Tamlin and his world forever. Boom. So she read that from the back of the book. Um, that is a great synopsis. However, this book there's so much that really should have been in like two parts. Yeah, and that really only covers like part one, like half, because there's like a whole part two. I know, but you know what? I kind of really liked that she put it all together. Like that she didn't break this down further than she had to. Yeah, 
it just really when it takes that turn, like I enjoyed it, but I was like, wow, I did not know it was gonna. I take know when it took that turn, I was like, kind of holy turn. shit. So, right off the bat, um, I'm glad it said in the synopsis she was 19, because that was one of my questions, was how old is she? I don't know that it said it in the book. I don't think that it mentioned in the book. I don't. Because I don't recall it. If it did, it was at the very, very beginning. Because some things started getting a little steamy, and yeah. I was like, wait, wait, hold up. That's also what I want to talk about. Yes. When I went looking for it's this It's under young adult. It's young adult, and there's like at least two to three sexy, steamy they scenes have sex in here, and it yeah. Describes it. I don't like the. F- I don't really I like. I don't the fact. like that it's marketed towards young no, adults. No, because if had this been back in our day, it would never have been in young adult. Yeah, it would have been in erotic or romance. School, we would get in trouble. Yes. Um. So funny story. The first time, before we had even picked it, I went to Barnes and Noble and saw it. It was in young adult. When I went back to buy the fifth one, it was had been moved. To fantasy. Had it? Yes. Okay, it hadn't yet. Because I went went to Young Adult to go find it. Because I knew that's where I had seen Mm -hmm. it. Because I, like, sometimes when I find things I like, I'll take a picture of it. Right. So I'll go back. And that's how I know it had moved. Because in my picture, it said Young Adult. And I was like, they moved it. Good. So then I even checked on Goodreads. It still says Young Adult and Young Adult Fantasy. Yeah, because, okay, see, when I Googled it, because I was trying to find where it was in the store, because the first one I went to, they had, like, no copies, but that last one, that last one was in the new releases. Mm. So I looked everywhere, and I Googled it, and it said Fantasy, but I would have thought Paranormal Romance, you know, so I went looking in those, and then when we went to the next location, she drug us to the YA section. I was like, really? Yeah, if my kid was younger than seventeen, I don't know that no, I would want them. No, to uh-uh. there's some there's some shit in it. Yeah, like, but we'll get into it. So, um, first question: What was your favorite part of the book? Without getting in the nitty gritty. <sighs> so my favorite part, I think, would have to be all of the high fae. Like, the three high fae, the three main high fae that we Encounter. run into, yeah, they're all just, hot. yeah, fucking hot. <laughs> like, all of them are steamy uh, McSteamers. Oh, yeah. Um, yes, I would agree. I would think my favorite part of the book is the turn that it takes. Because it was just very unexpected. Yeah. Um, the first half is just like the synopsis says. She... Okay, at the very beginning, I got some strong Hunger Game vibe because yeah, she's, she's out hunting. hunting. Yeah, it's like a dystopian yeah. world that they're living in. Her father has just like fucking given up, just like Katniss yeah. They lost. Mom. They lost their fortune. He had been beaten by collectors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like he had just given up on his life, so he didn't do shit. He was no. like a deadbeat dad. Her family sucks. She has like two sisters that don't do shit. She has to like hunt and take care of these people. She's the only one trying to take care of anyone. They spend um, all the money that she ends up yes. getting. Yes. She, she'll, she'll, like, kill a deer or something, and then she'll take some for them and then go sell the rest, and they'll, like, fucking spend her money and shit. I'm like, these little bitches. Yeah. So when she's out hunting a deer, she sees this giant wolf that's, like, the size of a bear. And she's like, I think that... So they're very close. She lives on the mortal side of this wall, and on the other side of the wall is the land of the fae. And they've been taught to hate them and that they're bad and they do horrible things to Mm -hmm. humans. And there was this war many, many, many years ago in which the humans won their independence. 
So when she sees this wolf, and because of the size of it, she thinks it's come over the wall like it's a fey wolf. But she's not sure. She's not sure. But it's also trying to kill this deer. And this is like the first deer she's seen in a while. And she's like, my family needs this deer. So she kills the wolf. And she skins it, which is disgusting. Mm. And she sells the wolf skin pelt for money. And she gets quite a bit for it. You know, I wasn't sure you were going to make it past that. I had a very hard time with it. I did. It was very rough. Um, I was okay with it. It was pretty they graphic. Were using it, but it was pretty graphic. If it was if it was torturous to animals and they weren't like using it to yeah. survive, I would have a problem with it. But and so after she goes home, this beast comes looking for her and says, "You killed uh, Andre. His name was Andres." Andres, yeah, something like that. And he was a fae that had shifted into a wolf, which we'll talk about later what he was doing. But so, due to the treaty, yes, there's a treaty that says if you kill a fae, we can kill we kill you. And she's like, okay, but the, then the beast is like, well, or we can just trade a life for a life. So you can come back with me. Um, hello, red flag number one. Right. You can come back with me and live with me, and then that will be even. So she, like, tells her family goodbye. She goes with this beast. They cross the wall. They get to this gorgeous mansion in this gorgeous place. And boom, this beast turns into a hot-ass dude. With a mask, though. With a mask. And there's another hot dude there with a mask. And she's like, wow, fair, or weird, whatever. <laughs> no. <laughs> Over time, she learns that they're, they're cursed. Because all of his servants are wearing masks as well. Um, there's a curse on that's kind of going through the the Fey realm, and these masks are like permanently stuck to their face because there's this evil bitch doing all this bad shit. Well, first they think it's a blight. First they think it's a blight. There's something going on with the magic around, but then there's this chick named Amarantha. Yeah, and she is a she is vile, dude, but she she makes Lucifer probably look like a puppy. She's, she's the second half of the book because yeah, they don't the mention half. they don't mention her. No. So, so Feyre is finding all this out while she's staying with who we find out his name is Tamlin. And she later finds out he is actually not just a high fey, he's a high lord. High lord. So each... Of the spring court. Yes. So the, the fey realm was broken into different courts. There's like spring, winter, summer, night. Autumn, night, there's, there's dawn. Yeah. He's the head of the spring. And so he's, that means he's like the most powerful in the land. Um, rather than have like one kingdom, they've broken them all into courts. So I mean, essentially he's kind of like a king of his land yeah. or whatever, or a duke, whatever you want to look at that. And he's like, hey, I glamored your family. I've put them up. They're taken care of. They they think you're taking care of a sick aunt or something. Yeah. And she's like, okay. So like over time she starts trusting him and she like feels like she's home and she loves where she's at and she starts falling in love with him. It takes quite a while. It does though. take quite a while. It takes she warms up more to the emissary, to his emissary which yes. is Lucian. Lucian, he's another yes. High Lord. Come or from, not High Lord, but High Fae. Come to find out he's from like the Autumn Court yes. later on. But he's like really good friends with Tamlin. And yes. they get really close. Him mm-hmm. and Feyre get really close at first. Friendly. Yeah. Never no sexual. never more than sexual. Yeah. Because he kind of tells her more than Tamlin does at first, yeah. too. He's, he's kinda, willing to help her. Yeah, he's kind of got a pig's mouth. He and is really kind of mean to her, but yes, I think it's like... It's brotherly. Just, yeah. In a brotherly way. And she gives it right back, and he kind of... He's like, ooh, okay. Yes. yes. And he's missing an eye. 
And he, he has, has a, a like star. a mad eye Moody's eye with his mask. He's wearing like a fox mask. Mm-hmm. Tamlin's, I think, just has like emeralds around it. I think so, yeah. The serpents are all birds. Mm-hmm. So, um, what was your least favorite part of the book? I will say I didn't like how slow it was at the beginning mm-hmm. because it was really kind of hard to get through at first. But once I did get through, like leading up until the fairyland, it was faster after. I think I think that was just my least favorite part is just that it was so slow at the beginning. But I understand why because she had to explain some of these things. She had to yeah. explain the war and how yeah. it was separated and the humans used to be slaves to the fae. Um. Looking through my notes, I think like what my least favorite part was. And, and, (laughs) (laughs) and, why all these chicks have bows and arrows? Where's my swords? (laughs) Where's my fucking daggers? Where's my you know blades? She does take a bunch of knives. Like every time she's yeah, but she doesn't ever use them. She's only using arrows. Um, Like everybody only uses arrows. So like thinking, just off the cuff here. She's probably good with a bow and arrow because she's had to hunt, which would be much harder to do with a sword. Well, she taught herself, but I mean, also there's no one to teach you know what? a sword that's, fight. That's true, though. If you're hunting, you're not going to use a sword. You're going to use a mm-hmm. bow and arrow. You're right. But still. But yeah, that's why I felt like heavy Hunger Games yeah. vibes at the beginning. I was like, oh, Hunger Games. Like, it's very similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, my least favorite part of the book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it is a slow a slow build. Um, there's like all throughout the book, it just takes a while to find out the whole True. story. Yeah, I get why, but it's still my least favorite part. Yeah, they did dance around it a bunch. Was it a fast or slow read, and why? It was slow until like maybe a hundred pages in, and then it kind of started picking up a little yeah. bit. Um, I really wanted to just sit down and read it, but I had some things going on. So you couldn't, yeah. So I couldn't, but I think it might have been a fast read. I I think, I feel like it was, because I did spread mine out over all week, just because it was the sheer size of this book, but yeah. when I did sit down, like, I read chunks. Yes, yes, me too, and then I, like, didn't want to stop. Mm-hmm. Um, which event scene or character has stuck with you the most? I want to come back to this question. Okay. Because we haven't talked about them yet. Okay. And there's like a whole half of the book we haven't yes. talked about too. What did you think of the writing? Are there any standout sentences or vocabulary? By the way, these questions are from Oprah's Book Club and we've mixed in some of our own. I didn't think there was like any standout vocabulary. Like it's all vocabulary from before. Like no sentences really stood out. But I will say, I don't usually like really descriptive like scenes. Yeah, and me neither. All of that. But the way... That she did it in this book didn't bother me. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because Feyre is a painter, so I can understand why she sees, sees the world the way that she exactly. does. Exactly. And the colors and point. everything. That's a really good point. I didn't think about it like that. Yeah, she is a little Stephen King-ish in her descriptions, but um, it's also a magical place that humans would never normally venture so you kind of like it's not something maybe we could imagine right so maybe that's another reason why she's so descriptive um 
yeah, I thought the writing was good. Nothing stood out. There is one thing that I looked up because in this book, fairy is spelled F-A-E-I-R-E. Okay. When we're like, oh, the tooth fairy, it's F-A-I-R-Y. Mm-hmm. So I look up the difference. So this is from differencebetween.net. Um, so it says most people use those in the same sense and they don't really understand the difference. It's just a difference of spelling. However, those mean two very different things. So like there's a, a book series I talk about a lot called the Fever series, which mm-hmm. is about the Fae. And they are F-A-E-I-R-E as well. So, this is going to be confusing. Stick with me. Fairy, A-I-R-Y, is a word that has been derived from the Latin word fatum, which means fate. Those types of fairies are considered to be a group of young and pure spirits. They're considered to elevate to higher levels through their impartial and loving service. Generally, a fairy, F-A-I-R-Y, refers to the young spirit which is in mid-level of growth. Like the fairy godmother. They're considered to be uh, like an an elf. Right. So the word fairy, F-A-E-I-R-E, is a word that has been derived from the Gaelic fear she. I hope I'm saying that right. Which means man of the she. Unlike the A-I-R fairies, the A-E-R fairies are considered to be evil, horrid, and mischievous creatures. Got it. These mythical figures are portrayed as spirits that know easy ways of stealing. For example, they steal children and keep them as slaves or pets. Which, remember in this book, they were keeping humans mm-hmm. as slaves and right. the humans won their independence. Right. Um, so A-I-R fairies are nice and cute, like Tinkerbell. Like wants to help you. A-E-R fairies are evil. Yeah. And that really goes with um, the other, the Fever series. They're, they're kind of like that too. Um, so I just thought that was interesting. Because I was like, what's the difference? It is interesting. There you go. I don't think I've ever thought to look. <laughs> well, also in um, the Sticky Stackhouse series, they're AIR fairies. Are they? Yeah, I, I am about 95% sure. Because that was another thing that was confusing. Because I was like, well, in Sticky Stackhouse, they're spelled a normal way. Maybe it's because those were different. Those were the hippie fairies. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. So, back to our questions. Um, would you want to read another book by this author? Um, Obviously. Yeah, we've we already will, got them. Yeah, all. we've already <laughs> ordered. I've ordered the rest of them. They'll be here by the next week, so. What, uh, wait, I switched the question. Did reading the book impact your mood in any way? How and where? Oh, I mean, it got steamy. Yes. So, um, I wrote down, this shit gets hot. Yes. So, there's a, um, a ritual there's a there's a celebrate. They have like a festival. It's like the spring equinox or summer yeah. solstice. Something. something. It's something like something that. right in there. And they tell her, you know, stay in your room and lock your door. Well, no, that's a different festival, isn't it? Because I thought they that, have a party that she gets to go to later on. But that's yeah, for I thought else. that's I thought that's what it was. They kept calling it. It was the Kalan Mari. That was the one with the drums. Yes. So they're like, you need to stay in your room and not come out. And she. She's a 19-year-old girl, so she's like, yeah, I'm going to fucking do it. Well, that and the drums just compel her, too. They're drumming this beat, and she's like, oh, my God. Yes. I want to go soon. So she goes down, and then, like, all the fae from the land, even some from other lands are there. And it, you don't really know what it is. So she goes down there, and she's a human, not supposed to be there anyways. And these three guys, like, cor- like corner her, three fae, and they're like, 
like you get some rapish vibes that are about yeah. to happen. Like, like it's ooh, not about human, to be pretty. Yeah. Well, this mysterious man shows up, and she describes him as the most beautiful man she has ever seen, mm-hmm. with violet eyes, with violet eyes and pale skin and dark hair and dark clothes. Ugh, I already knew he was going to be my new book boyfriend yeah. just from that description. But he basically scares the other dudes off. Um, and she's kind of like, that's weird. Why is he, like, doing that? And, like, why did he take up for me, basically? Because he, mm-hmm. he knew she was human. And he's like, and she's like, he's probably about to do something to me. And he's like, no, nope, all right, well, enjoy your night. So she, like, makes a beeline for the castle. Well, are you, you're saying his name is Lucian? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I was saying Lucian. Either or. I think it's close enough. Okay. Yeah, I don't know how to say that one. He catches her, and he's like, what the hell are you doing down here? Did we not tell you to stay in your room? And she's like, well, yeah, but, like, I'm hungry and da-da-da. So he's like, you don't understand. They're about to put this magic on Tamlin because he's the high lord, so he has to be the one to do this. And there's a cave full of women, and he has to have sex with one of them. So it's a mating ritual. It's and it's like it's it's they said it's it to was, spread the magic right. through the land, so everything will be healthy and grow or something like that. Yeah. And she's like, and he goes, "You have to lock yourself in your room because if he smells you, he's gonna come for you. He's gonna want you, and it's not gonna be the Tamlin you know. Yeah, and it's, and it's not, not gonna, gonna be, be gentle. Yeah. And you're like, so at that point, I put how. The fuck is this a young adult book? Yeah. A mating ritual? Exactly. And then I put, after this shit gets hot, um, it's because he, Lucian tells her he's not going to be gentle with you. No. Bitch, if someone would have told me that, I would have been pregnant. <laughs> quick. I'd be like, fuck out of my way. Exactly. No, but, and they do run into each other in the hallway. So she does rush back home. Well, she thinks, she rushes back home and she locks herself up, but then she thinks it's over. Mm-hmm. Because, like, she she senses, like, this burst of magic. And she's like, oh, it's over. I'm fucking starving. I'm going to go downstairs and get something to eat. And he's standing there. Yeah. And he's like, I searched everywhere for you. I could smell, smell you. And he's still, like, kind of raw. Yeah, you know? he's still, like, animalistic. And he, like, comes up to her and, like, pushes her against the wall. And, and like, bites her bites neck. Bites her neck. And I was like, Steve... <laughs> shit, you need to you need to lock yourself up or some shit's about to happen. Bite me, Damn. Steve. Ooh, it gets hot. And then um, I don't remember why why he stops. I th- I, I don't either. I don't remember why nothing else happened. I think he tells her to go to her room, like get yeah, because she seizes up when he bites her. Yes, but it was like, oh, it was that was a really good scene. yeah. Um, also. I think there's something extremely sexy about the fact that he is masked this entire book. Yes. Like, although, you know that shit could go bad real quick. Example, Phantom of the Opera. He was hot the entire movie, but then you pull that mask off and you got a different kind of situation going on. You know what I'm saying? That could go south real quick. I mean, she falls in love with him with this mask on his face. Yeah. That is true fucking love. Yeah. Because like I said... That could be a Phantom of the Opera situation. So, I really enjoyed the mask thing. Um, That's also why I didn't cast, because everybody was wearing masks. Yeah, everyone's wearing, well, Until the end. Until the end. Everyone's wearing a mask. And I was already committed by them to who, you know, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, next question. That was for reading the book, Impacted Our Mood. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was hot. Yeah. What surprised you most about the book? I'm going to say that I liked it as much as I did. Yeah. I did not expect to like it this much. 
Um, it's not like a five star read for me or anything, it's but it's damn it, close. It far exceeded my expectations. It's damn close. What about you? What surprised you most? I would have to say, like, the scenes that haven't been in other books, like the way she describes, like, they go into the woods at one point. And they swim in this pond, but it's not just like any pond. Um, it's like it's like starlight. It's like water starlight water. Like it looks like the night sky. Mm-hmm. And she describes it as like a thinner oil. Mm-hmm. Like I've never heard of that in any of yeah. these other fairy books. It's like how did Sarah come up with this yeah. kind of stuff and these kind of descriptions? And I haven't heard of like shape shifting fairies before, yes. and like fairies that have like bat wings. We'll yes, get to we'll get to that. <laughs> How did your opinion of the book change when you reached the ending? I mean, it felt like the second half was a different book. Yeah, it did feel like the second half was a different book. You really go through a journey with this book. I it's, mean, the ending left me happy, but I'm ready for more. I'm ready. Yeah, it. I had a big hangover. I thought about jumping straight into the second book. If then, it wasn't for this podcast, we would have. That, that's what Steve said, because I had bought... so. You probably saw on my Instagram this book called Malibu Rising came out, which I've been waiting like a year for because Taylor Jenkins Reid is one of my favorite authors, and I went and bought it the day it came out. So I asked Steve, I was like, listen, I really fucking like this book, and I really want to read the second one, but I also really want to read this Malibu Rising book. And he's like, well, you probably shouldn't start the second book until you've recorded with Lacey. He's like, because what if you get some shit confused? Yeah. And I was like, that's a really good point. So, yeah, I would have. Uh, as soon as I'm, I'll probably finish Malibu Rising tonight, and then I'm going to start reading the second one. Before we start adding up. Oh, we do have a week break. <gasps> yeah, we do oh, have a week break. Oh, but I don't get it till Monday, next Monday. Bullshit. <laughs> That's why you got to get a Kindle, huh? I've been telling no, you. No, I like it. I like my book. You can still get a copy of the books that you really like, but like for two ninety nine for four of the books? Come on. And then if you get a Kindle, you can just, Amazon, don't listen to this. You can just log into mine and then read them on your Kindle. You can log like, into mine on your phone and start reading the second like one. Touching the book. I do too. I get it. Maybe I think Amazon has it to where I can start reading it. I think they do do that. Um, yeah, I think they do that on a lot of yeah. them. You can start reading it. Um, how does the book's title work in relation to the book's contents? Okay, I was kind of confused about that because there are no thorns and roses. Yeah, there is. Okay, so there's roses in Tamlin's garden that his father oh, planted for his mother. Okay. And then at the end of the book, she's talking about herself having thorns. So oh. a court of thorns and roses. Okay, I did not put that together. Yeah. Okay, then yeah, it's a good title. <laughs> what do you it think? Took me a while. It's a good title. <laughs> it stood out to me, which is why I looked at the synopsis. I remember the roses now that you mention it. Yeah. They're like, yes, I do remember that. Um, is this book overrated or underrated? Let me see what it's rated on Goodreads. I'd say it's on par. I'm pulling it up. It's turning. We'll um, get to the second half, we promise. On we'll Goodreads, it's rated 4.2. Yeah, I would say like 4.5 for me. It's on par, yeah. Every, all of my friends gave it like 4 stars. I gave it 4 stars because you can't do halves on Goodreads. Um... Did this book remind you of any other books, or is it an original idea? I mean, there's other fairy books right. out there, but... But the story itself the is story, totally original. The characters yes. are original. The creatures that they run into are oh, very yes. original. I've never heard of some wild shit like this. No. 
They, yeah. yeah, it's very original. Um, how did it impact you? Do you think you'll remember it in a few months or years? Um, yes, I'll be reading the next few ones for a few months. Yes, and <laughs> there's a TV. I mentioned a few episodes ago. It's being developed into a TV show. I can't wait. I hope they cast well, though. <sighs> That's all I've got to say. Because the cast can ruin it. The cast me. can ruin it. Would you reread? Yes. Maybe like 10 years from now. I think maybe like every other year. Any lingering questions or plot holes that you're still thinking okay. about? <laughs> okay. So it's not like a lingering plot hole because they end up answering it and all that. But I had a very big issue mm-hmm. when she was down in the dungeon, when Pharaoh was down in the dungeon. She's like on okay, her last leg. Let's explain leg. why she's okay. there. Okay, so the second, the second half of the book, she ends up, okay. So Tamlin is worried that this blight on their magic is getting worse. And then come to find out it's because of this woman named Amarantha. Yeah. Who was the, so there's this other island of fairies. And he is a king. He didn't break up the land into courts. And he didn't want to be a part of the courts. Because he's a king. And right? it's like his general. Amarantha is his She general. was his general. And she's like ruthless dude. Like loves torturing people. She is a sadistic bitch. Yeah. And she, her court is under this main mountain. Like in the middle of all their lands. And that's who's responsible for this dark magic. And the curse on Tamlin. But really it's not her magic. Like she got spells from her original king yes. and stole all the magic from all these other courts. Yes. Because it said before she started stealing the magic and turning really dark, she made friends and, and accomplices in every single mm-hmm. court so that when it came time to do this, Very it was easier to do. Mm-hmm. So Tamlin's worried that this is getting worse. And um, he decides that she needs to go home back to the human realm. It's the only way to keep her safe. So he sends her home, breaks her heart. They have sex the night before. He tells her he loves her. She does not say that, even though she does love her. I had a problem with that, too. So she goes home, and her family is living the life of fucking luxury. He set these people up. They're rich again. They have this beautiful house. But then come to find out, her sister Nesta, glamour does not work on her. No. Her her other sister and her dad are like, oh, did Aunt So-and-so die? And, and um, Pharaoh's like, oh, yeah, that's what happened. But Nesta pulls her aside, and she's like, I fucking remember everything. She's like, I went looking for our aunt, and she didn't yes. exist. And, and I she went, went to looking for Pharaoh. Yeah. She hired the mercenary that bought the wolf pelt to go look for her. Because she knew. She remembers the beast coming to get her. She remembers everything. She had a piece of the table that the beast had clawed yes. into. And she said, whenever I started to lose my mind, I would look at the claw marks and be like, okay, it was real. So she's like, you better tell me everything. So Farah tells her everything. And so that's, um, I felt like Nesta kind of went from someone I hated to someone that I was kind of like, okay. Because I really, like, Nesta treated Farah like shit. Yeah, she was She was really bitchy, really. So she goes home, and then um, over breakfast one morning, the dad is like, oh, so-and-so's farm is up for sale. I think I'm going to buy it. And Farah's like, well, what happened to the so-and-sos? And they're like, oh, their house burnt down, but they couldn't find the daughter, Claire. Well, the night of the the mating ritual, when Feyre ran into this character named Rysand, she told him her name was Claire so-and-so. It was after. It was when he spiked that head on the fountain. 
Oh, it was? Yeah. And came, so like, she, she came busting in because, remember, Lucian had her glamoured against oh, the wall. Oh, yes. You're right. You're right. And he said, and he can, like, see through it. And he's like, yeah. no. What's your name? So she gave him a fake name. Well, now that fake name that she gave them, their house has been burned down and they're all dead and the girl's missing. And she's like, Come to find out, Reese and Rysand. Yeah. He, they call him Amaranthus Whore because he's like, he's the her little, little bitch dirty boy. work. Yeah. yeah. So she's like, oh my God, like I have to go back because I'm not safe here. I'm putting my family in danger. I need to go back and I feel like Tamlin's and I in trouble. Yeah. I think something else happens that makes her think Tamlin's in trouble too. Yeah. So she decides to go back. Oh, it was, wasn't it? Oh, it's because the fairies came that far south of the wall yes. to set fire to that yes. farm. So she knew. And no one even saw them. Because Tamlin had said nobody comes that far south. So she goes back. The house looks like it has been, like, a bomb has gone off in it. So she's like, oh my god, what has happened? She doesn't find anyone until she runs into Alice, mm-hmm. which was her, like, what do you want to call it? It's like her maid, her yes. lady's maid, or whatever you want to call it. And she, she was like, Farah. You really fucked this up. And she tells her this whole story about, so the curse with the mask that were stuck on them also kind of binded Tamlin's powers. And the only way to break the curse was for Tamlin to find a human that had killed a fairy to fall in love with him. Yeah. So had she told him that she loved him too, none of this would have right. happened. And the mask would have come off. That's also what bothered me. He said it twice. He said it when she fell asleep. And he even asked her, he's like, everything I said last night was true. Did you hear me? Yes. And she's like, yes. And he's like, I love you. And she doesn't (laughs) say it because she's like, I'm leaving. Why should I say it? And I'm like, God, you fucking say it. (laughs) Alice is like, you stupid girl. You could have been the one to undo all of this. I was sitting there. I love you, Tamlin. I love you too. At that point, I was worried that his intentions had not been true this whole time and that he did not really love her. Right, that it was like some It put some doubt in my mind. or something. Yes, yeah. because, so come to find out, the reason Andres was even over there is because they had been sending people over that wall for two years trying to get humans to kill them. Yeah, because he only had 49 years to break this curse. Yes. Otherwise, he had to marry Amarantha, and if he didn't, like, she was going to put all of his people at risk and all yes. this other stuff. Which we'll get to because there's this whole trial. So she's like, oh my god. Okay, she's like, Alice, I have to go under the mountain. And she's like, you're human. Like, what do you think you're going to do? Like, she's you like, can't fight this high She's sharing. like, I don't care. I have to, like, try. Or tell Tamlin I love yeah. you in the very least. So she goes. And uh, it is a house of fucking horrors under the like, mountain. Like, literally. So she gets caught immediately and gets taken in front of the high bitch. And so she decides... She's like, all right, well, if you do these three tasks, I will let you and Tamlin and his entire court go. Because now she has all the courts are there. Mm-hmm. Or if you answer this, this riddle, riddle, I'll, I'll let you go immediately. Everyone immediately. And it's like this hard ass riddle. Oh, and also Farah is illiterate. Yeah. Because after her mom died and they lost all their wealth. They didn't continue going to school. And or no her mom didn't bother read. either, I yeah. think it said. Her mom, she said they didn't bother, like, teaching them anything. Because they were wealthy. They didn't have to, I don't think. I mean, like, you would think if you were wealthy, you'd want them to know how to read. Or if you have nothing but time, you know, you'd teach them how to read Exactly. I mean, reading's like the most basic shit. Yeah. So, she's like, okay, well, Tamlin is on the throne with... Uh, um, her hard. Her name is hard. I know. Amarantha. Amarantha. 
Emma Runbaugh. And he's like acting. He's like, I've never seen this girl before. Well, she looks behind her and she sees that Claire girl's dead body that's been like tortured, mm-hmm. like hanging up. And she's like. So he's acting like he doesn't know who Feyre is. But everyone's like, yeah, we know this is her or whatever. So she starts going through these. Tra- I mean, we're not doing this story justice. Just talking about all no, of this. It's not at so all. So much that happened. So much. And get Rysan is there because he's her little bitch boy. She starts going through these trials. And, and this is like mini Hunger Game trials. Like yes. she's having to compete in by herself. Yes. And he's kind of helping her. It doesn't become yeah. clear until the second challenge. Yes. That he is clearly helping her. And he keeps coming to her. And she gets, like Lacey said, she gets put in a dungeon in a cell when she's not doing these challenges. And he's the... Lucian tries to come and see her, but he gets in trouble and he gets lashed because he helped her the first time. Yeah. He screams out, like, to the left or something, and yeah, he got lashed. Yeah, during one of the trials, she's running from this giant earthworm yeah, that, has, that teeth. has teeth. And Lucian yells out, to your left, and so he gets punished yes. for that. And the punishment is Amarantha, Amarantha, whatever her name is, the high bitch. Made Tamlin <laughs> lash him. Made Tamlin lash yeah. his friend. Yeah. So, and, like, during this, um, she had gotten a bone shoved through her arm. And yes, like her, she has this horrible right. wound, and she thinks she's about to die from infection because yeah. she has a fever. So, Rysan comes, because he can, like, shift and stuff. He comes to see her, and he's, like, she's, like, spitting on him, and she's, like, get, the, get out of here. Yeah, and he's, yeah. like, he's, like, I'll make you a deal. He's, like, I'm trying to help you. And she's, like, why do you, like, what are what is your motivation and he doesn't tell her at that point, but basically he doesn't want to be her bitch. He's just trying to play the game to stay alive right. and keep his court like intact. But he, he wants out of this as much as anyone else. So he's like, I'll fix your arm. I'll heal you. But you have to come to my court two weeks a month, every two weeks, every month. And she's yeah. like, fuck no. They and eventually like, make it. They eventually agree on a week, a week. Okay. And see, this is the, this is like the plot hole thing. That I was talking about. All these Does it questions. Sex? No, oh, that was these, my question. Was all these <laughs> questions that she's asked all these fairies, all and you know every question that she's thought up of. Why did she not ask him for how many years? Why did she? Why oh, yeah. did she agree on one week for one month? But I, for how long? I think she for assumes it's forever because she says later. But they don't forever. say that. No, they he don't. says forever later oh. because she never asked that. Well, she was in a lot of pain, Lacey. I know, but still. <laughs> and he's really me. hot. So, also, after he heals her arm, he basically brands this arm with a tattoo yeah. with an eye on her palm that we're pretty sure he can see through. And, because like, he knows telepathically is connected to her. To her. Yeah. Yes. And she's like, God damn it. <laughs> and she's like, this was not part of the deal. And he's like, but it wasn't, wasn't part of the deal. You feel me? <laughs> so um he heals her and in the second trial there's like this riddle written that she can't read because she's illiterate right and she's supposed to pull a lever but the bad thing is lucian is down there with her and these like spike things are coming down on them these like grates mm-hmm. and she's supposed to pull the right lever to get it to stop but she can't read and he's like just pick one so oh boy rice helps her out again she goes to reach for one, and, it's and that tattoo, or it, yeah, it's painful burns. or something. Yep. And then she reaches for another one, and same thing. And then she reaches for another one, and there's nothing. So she's like, oh, my God, I think he's trying to tell me. 
Like, this is the right one to pick. He was also betting a lot of money on her. The, the first, first time. He and he was, got punished for that. Yes. He was, like, the only person to yep. bet that she would win. And he won a ton of money. Which is, he said, the reason why he came down to make a deal with her to save her life. Because mm-hmm. she made him a lot of money. So then after the second task, he starts sending maids to come get her every night to dress her up as his date to this party every night. And she's wearing, like, some trashy clothes. like, she's basically, like, wearing, just covering up her nipples, but you can see through it. Yeah. And they paint her entire body because he wants to know if someone has touched her. Mm -hmm. So he makes these maids, even in, like, intimate places, he makes these maids paint her in these intricate designs to make sure... No one touches her but him. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. That is fucking sexy to me. <laughs> that some dude wants to paint me so no one else is touching that's, me. That God, that, yes. That's sexy, but not just like the strips of cloth and then make no. you go out and And dance. he makes her drink this wine that yeah. like, it's like a hallucinogenic for a human and dance for him. And she doesn't remember what's happening. Like lap. Yeah, that's for pretty him. up. <laughs> In front of everyone. Um. So... She completes the third task and shoot third task dude is fucking this is a plot hole for me. The third task she has to the only way to kill a fairy is with ash wood. So they have these ash stakes mm-hmm. and they bring out these three fairies that are um hooded. hooded and she has to kill she has to put it in their heart. And basically at this point that she's at the third one all of the freaking High Lords and Fae are rooting for her because they want to be out from under this Amarantha bitch. Like, they... Like, she's awful. She is awful. And they, they just want her gone. And they're like... And so she... Feyre's like, all right, I'm killing people, but, like, it's three sacrifices for the good of the land. And, like, that's how she's trying to look at it. Well, then right before she kills them, they take the hood off and she's like, so she has to see this person and then she hears people crying in the stands and she's like, you know, this is a turning point for me. Like, my soul is going to be darkened by this. And they had mentioned before that that was Amarantha's favorite game was breaking everybody. Mm -hmm. Was finding their breaking point and breaking their soul. Yes. So she kills the first one. She goes to the second one. It's a woman. The woman basically tells her, like, do it. Do it. I understand. Like, I, I get it. Do it. She goes to kill the third one. They take the hood off. And it's Tamlin. It's Tamlin. And you're like, oh, and Amarantha is just like, ooh. ooh. She's like, I never said that, you know, even though you'll be free, he'll be free technically. Like, she's such a... Yeah. And she's, she's like, you're not going to be able to kill it. Okay. Yeah. Here's where the plot hole comes in. And here's where I take an issue. So she's standing there debating on whether or not to kill him. But then she, like, suddenly remembers two conversations where she eavesdropped. Where someone, they're like, oh, Tamlin, you have a heart of steel or a metal heart, stone, whatever. So she's like, oh my god, his heart is made of stone. That's part of the curse. They did, yeah, they did. That was stupid. They did explain it, though. I mean, I wouldn't have remembered twice. No. Maybe if they'd mentioned it a lot more. But so I was just they said like, when Amarantha was stealing power from all of these high fays that she took something from each of them to steal their power. So she mm-hmm. took his heart. Mm. So his heart was stone. So this is to Pharaoh. She's like, all right, he's not going to die if I do this because, and she starts thinking, she's like, Amarantha doesn't want him dead. She wants him. There's no way she would let me kill him, especially when she still needs him. So she does it and he doesn't die. And she pulls the stake out and it's like all bent up because his heart is stone. 
And so they're like, everyone's like rejoicing, but Amarantha's like, oh, well, I never said when I was going to let y'all go, so I'll just do it, um, like, whenever, like, after you're dead, Farah. Yeah. So you're like, what the And she fuck? starts, like, beating her, Feyre. yes. Well, then at that exact moment, Farah. Well, she's near death. She's this, near death. She uh, figures out the answer to the riddle, yeah. and it's love. And everyone's like, yes, and then the fucking mask come off. And then and Tamla goes, Roar! Yes. Because um, Rysan told her, he told Feyre, listen, any one of these high lords is more powerful than her because she's like nothing. She's yeah. stealing stuff. So if they were at their full power, they could like obliterate her. But because she has them like cursed and binded, they can't do anything. He's like, so we're all rooting for you because if you can break this, Tamlin will Kill end her. her. Yeah. So as soon as um, this happens, he like, I think he goes up to her and rips her throat out. Yeah, and he rips her throat form. out, and he, I think he shoves something in her throat. Yeah. Her throat. I don't remember. There was a whole thing. Oh, or maybe he ripped her throat out and cut her head off. Yeah. So in thing. the meantime, Feyre dies. Yeah. The main character. But all the High Lords walk over and, like, put a spark in her chest and turn her into a High Fey. Yeah. So she comes back to life as a High Fey. Like, they all do it. Tamlin does it. Rysan does it. Lucian's dad the autumn court does it the summer court they everybody. all do it they're like this is the payment for what you have done like thank you because you freed us all um and then she goes back to the spring court with Tamlin and that's how the book ends so mm, we'll have to see what happens so one um we got a question on Instagram at Ashley reads wants to know our thoughts on Tamlin So he was very reserved at first. Well, so we find out that they were all spellbound and could not tell Feyre about the curse. Right. They like they were they physically could not tell her anything about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe that's part of why he was so. Yeah. Well, and I think it was also because he was trying to find you know a way in to try and change her mind. Yes. To make her fall in love with him. I mean, I like Tamlin, but I wasn't, like, in love with Tamlin. Really? Because I thought, okay, so who's your book boyfriend from this one? I mean, so far, it's Rhysand. but it may change. I really thought you were going to be a Tamlin girl. I mean, I like Tamlin. It's just, there wasn't enough of, like, the scenes to grow their love for me. Okay. It's like they spent all this time, like, pulling away from each other, and it's just like, you know, these one, two scenes, and then they're in love. Yes. It wasn't I agree. enough. But that's kind of how your first love is. You know? Yeah, that's true. It's fleeting. It's. That's true. Because she didn't love that boy from her town that she hooked up with. He was just a hook up. Yeah, there was this dude, like, back in her town that she was, like, hooking up with. I'm telling you, this book is not young adult. No, it's not. So I asked, um,. Our listeners, who is your book boyfriend and why is it Rysan? But I really <laughs> wanted to know. Everyone pretty much said Rysan. But um, I said, so, like, what is it about him? And at Sweet Coffee Read said, the purple eyes, the protectiveness, the respect and equality between him and Feyre. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? That's a good point because he does not underestimate her. He does no. not baby her. No. And that brings out her strengths. Yes. Yeah. Where Tamlin wants to do everything for her and protect her and shove her well, away and lock her in her room. And for Tamlin being a beast, like, he didn't act enough like a beast for me. Yeah. 
Like, I understand, he's you know, he's shape-shifting. Yeah, right. I mean, he can still be civilized. That's fine. But I need more of that beef to come out, like, when he's angry and stuff. And it just wasn't enough. Mm, so the bat thing. Um, so the transferring into an animal, that's like a high lord thing. Mm-hmm. So because Rysan is a high lord, he transfers into, like, this bat-like creature, but, like, a giant one. Um, but the high lords can make other people do it. So, like, when the wolf was over there... Tamlin turned him into a wolf to go over there, and then he also turned. He turned Lucian into something too, and then back again. Like he has the power to do that. Um, at Golda's book said, "I mean, there can only be." It says, "I mean, can there be any other answer than Rysan?" <laughs> Ink and paper heart said, "Laugh my ass off." Yup. Now, I mean, it could change. Yeah, I mean, we got four more books to go. Right. At Fiction Dweller said, Ryzan is just all around the best. He definitely has it all. <laughs> um, yeah, I I always like the bad boys. Always. Yeah. Well, but, and he just, like, pays a little... I mean, I know he got into her head. Yeah. You know, but he still pays attention to the little details that, like, Tamlin misses sometimes. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like... Her and Rysan could be a better match because they'll be more equal than her and Tamlin. You know what if it turns into like a menage a trois? <laughs> you never know with this book. You never know you with know, this book. I'd be okay with both Tamlin and Rysan. Yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna uh, exactly uh, to, to answer your question, Ashley. Um I, I got like three Tamlin. more weeks in the month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like Tamlin. I think he is a great guy. I loved him, um, but he is not who I would choose to be with. No, I just didn't have that strong enough connection to him. I wanted to, but I just I couldn't form the connection to him. Don't and get I me still, wrong. I still found him extremely sexy. Yeah, the I fact that too. he can turn into a beast and the fact that he bit yeah, her neck no. and wore oh, a mask yeah. in the whole book. Oh, hell to the yes, but Sarah put. That the bad boy in that book for me, and yeah. girl, I was turned. Mm. You know, love it. He's like a caring bad boy, so you're like, oh my goodness. So who'd you see him as? See, I didn't, I didn't cast anybody in my mind because they were all wearing the mask, yeah. and it didn't give very many descriptions until like the end. Like it didn't even really give us um, Sarah's hair color until the end. Yeah, no, it said at the beginning because um. I think it's like something they got from their mom and that all the sisters have it or something like that. Maybe. But I didn't cast it. I didn't cast it, but I read on the internet, like, fan casting. Um, so who they picked for Feyre? They picked Sarah Highland, who is from Modern Family. That's her. Uh, I would like, um, Lucy Hill better, but... Lucy Hill would be good. Might be too old now, though. She still looks young as fuck. She does. Um, who did they say for Tamlin? Let me, let me look it up. Honestly, I feel like Tamlin would be really hard because he's supposed to be so freaking good looking. It would have to be like, it would have to go in the direction of like Ew, the Thor like version him. of Chris Hemsworth. They, they did Crims Henworth and the dude that I fucking hate, <laughs> Charlie Hunnam. Ugh. I hate that dude. I love Charlie Hunnam, but he's not for this role. Um, for Lucian, they picked the dude from Outlander. Jamie, whatever his name is. 
And um, that's not good enough for Lucian. I don't like this article because while I love Henry Cavill, they picked him for Rysand. No, that's not him. Not at all. Mm-hmm. Um, other internet things said for for how are you saying it? Rysand, Rysand. I want to say rise re- because, like in the UK, rise is a very R H Y S is a very common name. Yeah, rise. But I also want to say resend because at one point they shorten it. And it's rise. It felt like Reese, you know. Let's see if but, I find it. How do you say? Maybe I move it some folklore we don't know. Okay. This is from YouTubenames.org. Resend. Like your like Reef. Resend. What does the name Oh, it is like a name. It means bringer of dark power. Hey, hey. Well, That's from the, names.org. He it is, is the a, high lord of the night court. Of English origin. Hmm. Resand. Okay. So for him, they picked Sebastian Stan, who is the winter soldier. And girl, he is fine. And after I read his name, I could not see him to anyone else because he is so... Let me show you. He's a little... Old, but I think the I think that's okay. She's nineteen, but the rest of them are like grown. Yeah, Let me find a good picture. I think the only reason people are thinking of Henry Cavill is because he had the purple contacts in The Witcher, mm. so they can see him with the violet eyes. You know? Are you a the Winter Soldier? Look at that body. I feel like I mean, it's not just the body. I feel like he's got to be, like, I don't know, like, ethereal, beautiful, like. There's just not a lot of guys like that. No, there's not. But nobody thought Orlando Bloom would look like he did in Lord of the Rings. So. You know how disappointing it was to see what he, I mean, I'm not saying he's an ugly dude in real life. He's not. He's an attractive man. But he is so fine in Lord of the Rings. I know. Like, and you would not think he would have looked that fine, but he did. So I'm man. sure there's somebody out there that could fit it, you know? Yeah, and we're also, like, not in touch with the younger people, right? right. Like, the actors. So, like, there's people, um, I have no idea who that is. Mm-hmm. Um, So, yeah, I think you're right. It needs to be very, like, aerial. Yeah. But they can make him look like that. They could. He's also been under the mountain for a long time. So he's like really pale, and yeah. she says he has like dark shadows, and their power's kind of weak. So I don't know. A good Tamlin, um, the dude from Emily in Paris. I saw a picture of him with longer hair, kind of like it describes a Tamlin, and I'm like, hmm, he might be. It. Let me find him for you. He's so handsome. I mean, I pictured him as Brock O'Hearn, but again, that's like Who? one of my favorites. Who? And I always picture him like that. I showed you. I showed him to you when we were talking about Hades because he's like my flavor of the mm. like last five years or whatever. <laughs> but he does like he only fits Tamlin because he's so huge. Like he's like way over six foot, like with really golden hair. Okay, I could see that. So she's saying Lucas Bravo from Emily in Paris would make a good Tamlin. Maybe because he's gonna have to put on some green contacts because that is a very big. Feature of yeah. Tamlin. It's his emerald green eyes. And yeah. they're going to have to put some blonde wig on him. But yeah, he could do it. Um, Feyre. 
I don't know. I like Sarah Highland. Here's the thing. Sarah Highland looks so young, but she's like 30-something. Yeah. I think she's like my our age. And um, I feel like she's got to have some spunk, some, yes, you know, some thorns, if you right. will. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what they do with the TV show. I feel like Sarah Highland's just too sweet. Yeah. I, and we've never seen her in anything other than, like, a yeah. sweetheart daughter yeah. role. So... I also have a hard time casting a lot of the books we read because, like, I'm into older men. Yeah. And a lot of the books we read are, like, 20-year-olds. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know any 20-year-olds because I got the hots for old dudes. Well, like, the only 20-year-old in this book is Sarah. The rest yeah. are old. Yeah. And, I mean, I guess they look like grown men, like, 30-year-olds. It doesn't say. It doesn't That's, really say. But I think she just kind of leaves it up to your imagination. Yeah. Also like. I do like that, too. Um... So yeah, that is we we loved it. It was a good book. Yeah. It's a good read. Um someone asked, let me see. Let me see who asked. I'll never be able to find it right now. Someone was like, Oh, are you gonna read this the next books? And I'm like, Yeah, we're gonna read them, but I don't know that they're gonna be like official book picks. They should be. <sighs> so I can read nothing about these books. <laughs> <laughs> I mean we could talk about it. We could definitely talk about it if you want. It would be like it would two, take me two weeks. It would be like me. two months solid of nothing but this series. I'm okay with that. <laughs> if they weren't so long, I would say we could like do one every like instead of the talkie sode, we could do yeah. but they're so, they're so long. long. Yeah. Oh, and just talking about this one, I mean it was so hard to like to articulate everything because so much happens yeah, so like, much happens and then i'm sure there's still stuff we haven't talked about because at one point he like gives her the ability to see through their glamour yeah and she, like, sees and she all starts seeing all this wild shit that have been around the whole and she time. had no idea and that's just like one little scene just like alice appeared like a woman to her but then after the glamour she's like this tree bark looking thing yeah, yeah that's great there's so much it's such a good book if you didn't read it you should read it do um it. Even though the next ones may not be official picks, we're obviously still going to talk about it. Obviously. I had the hiccups for some reason. Oh my Although, gosh. it probably won't be next episode or the episode after because... They're on back order. Lacey's isn't yeah. even going to be here until, like, Monday. And she went to, like, three different bookstores and a Barnes & Noble looking for yeah. them and could not find them. And they only had hardbacks on Amazon, like, all If you want, I'll go to my Barnes & Noble and get them for you. No, I've got them coming. Or if you come over this weekend, we'll just take you by there. I might. And then download the second one just because I don't want to wait. I don't blame you. I don't want to wait either. I'm trying to start this shit as soon as possible because yeah. I need to know. And we still have like two weeks before I have to read. No. <sighs> the next book. And it's been so hard to not read spoilers because everyone's talking about this series on Bookstagram. That's and why the I don't internet. get online. I don't get so online. So I'm like, don't get online. <sighs> All right. <laughs> Well, um, it was my turn to pick the next book. So I picked The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue by V.E. Schwab, which is another hugely popular book. Everyone's talking about it. Yeah, so when I saw this, I saw this on a table at Barnes & Noble, and it had, like, the author's other series. Mm -hmm. Like, I've already got this other series in my cart to check out because it's another series about. It was, I think it's called The Color Series. I've got a picture of it. I'll send it to you. It's three different books. It's a trilogy. And it's, I think it's set in London. And it sounded so good. 
I've been want. I got this book in October. I've been wanting to read it, and it just kind of kept getting pushed aside. So I'm excited to finally read it and talk about it. Um, it really reminds me of one of my favorite movies called Age of Adeline. Yeah, that's why I keep wanting to say that. <laughs> that's one of my favorite movies, and I definitely feel those vibes. Cool story. I got invited to attend this um, virtual conversation between the author V.E. Schwab and the other author I was talking about, Taylor Jenkins Reid, mm-hmm. on the 21st. So I get to watch that, and I got to send in a question. So I'm really excited because I'm like, hey, we're reading this book right now. That would be yeah. awesome. So I'll talk about it after I go. I tried to reserve you a spot, and it would only let me do one. Of course. So I'll try to send you the link and see if we can do it. So yeah, that's coming up in a few weeks. So you have two weeks. We're going to read The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. Send us – oh, i got to read one more thing before we go. Send us your questions, your comments, reviews um, at Ink and Paper Heart posted a review for us to read oh yes about this book about okay. the Court first book. of thorns yeah. and roses so i didn't read it because i didn't want to spoil i didn't either it and i told her i was like i'm not gonna read this yet but i will read it find it. i did i think i'm pretty sure i like the post though okay so this is from at ink and paper hearts her name is thais we love her she said this book is classic bookstagram made me buy it i agree mm-hmm a Court of Thorns and Roses is on my feed every day. Literally every day someone is posting about this book. I'll confess, and I bought this Akatar back in December, but it's taken me nearly six months to be in the mood to read it, and I'm glad I did. I'm giving this book three and a half out of five stars. Though I did enjoy the book, it was not my favorite read. I did enjoy it. I was entertained and do wish to read more about the characters. I already have the second book lined up. But because this book is constantly on Bookstagram, the hype is serious. Can I see why? Of course. But there's so many spoilers. Yes, I know this book has been out for years. So some of the outcome wasn't as impactful as it would have been if I'd never heard of the series. I'm excited to read the rest of the series. My friend is dying for me to read the next one so we can discuss it together. So I agree with her. It is super hyped up. Um... Luckily, I didn't run into any major spoilers. There's a there's one thing that I've seen, but I don't even know that it's like definite. Like I don't know. Oh, see, I haven't ran into any. So because I choose not to look. Yeah, and that's because I was looking up something. I don't. Yeah, I don't look up anything when I ran into this. So do you want me to tell you what it is? No. Okay. Um. So that's really the only thing. But I have been. Since I've gotten into the book, I've been avoiding it. Like, I see it, and I'm like, scroll, mm-mm, don't want to see anything about it. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. On Goodreads, when I was adding the other ones, I'm like, don't read the synopsis, don't read the synopsis. Because, you know, sometimes that yeah. gives stuff away. So, I've been actively avoiding it. Yeah. But I get her point. It is all over Instagram. I literally see it posted once a day. See, I don't. But I, I try not to stay on Instagram. Oh, shut my mic. I just try and scroll through occasionally and watch everybody's posting it off. Me too. <laughs> but thank you for that, Thais. We loved your review. Yes. Can't wait to hear what you think about the second one. Yeah, yeah. All right. So we're reading Addie LaRue. You have two weeks. Email us. Podcast at gmail.com. Or on Instagram at twobookworms1podcast. Send us your pics so we can post them. Send us your questions, your thoughts, and your reviews. That's all I got. Bye. Bye. Little, say bye. Yeah.